Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like I can't remember <laughs> names, and he just mispronounces names. Like Johnny, yeah, that's Jimmy. Johnny. Old Jimmy G. <laughs> it blew my mind again, all over again. You're like, I have Steelers. Well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to Denver. They still got a. Uh... <laughs> Why do I always? Dude, I'm the worst at name. You need to be a top ten quarterback. Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006. When, when he remembers the year. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100. percent I remember that loss. Like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong. What you're wrong in and what I'm right in, by the way, everybody give me a hand for being right, um, is that... Welcome to Only Football with Kyle and Rick. This is... What's going on, guys? It's Rick from Only Football bringing you another episode of Only Football. Today, we talk the biggest news of the day. Tom Brady has retired again. Then we're going to go into Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans getting their uh, head coaching jobs, the first head coaching jobs of the offseason. And then we're going to finish it off with some preseason predictions revisited. Let's get it. Welcome to Only Football, a little chipper, chipper than usual over here. Is that the right <laughs> word, chipper? Uh, no, it's actually sadder, sadder. Sadder. What are looking for? I know who is sadder. <laughs> Las Vegas Raider fans, Kansas City Chiefs fan, and Los Angeles Chargers fans. We got some really, really good news out of the Mile High City. Let's start, though, because I'm going to go a little bit deeper on that one. Let's yep. start with the Houston Texans and the Houston, signing. What? We're not going to start off with the biggest news of the day. Let's start off with the biggest news of the day. <laughs> oh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, come on. Come on, Kyle. Dude, I'm in my own world right now. Come on, Kyle, <laughs> Biggest God news of the day. We're going to talk. go right into the Sean Payton. <laughs> you know what, though? Tom Brady, he retired last year, and he even said it in his short video that he posted, yep. 57 seconds long, I think. He said, um, I, I'm not going to do a long-winded speech and do a whole essay about this because I did it last year. But somehow yep. it, the video felt more emotional than the long essay did last year. You yep. could tell he was holding back tears. You can tell that he tremendously loves this game that he's been able to play till 45 years old, which was always mm-hmm. his goal. And he decided mm-hmm. it's time to hang him up. I had my suspicions when I saw the way the last game went against the Cowboys. I said, there's no way he's going to leave the league on a note like that. And yeah. then today we woke up, and Tom Brady is officially for realsy retiring from the NFL. What's your immediate reaction to that? I just I was in I was kind of in shock. My immediate reaction was I was kind of in shock. I woke up 
Uh, and we live on the West Coast, so we get like all the news kind of late in a sense, right? Because we're waking up like as 30 yeah. things have already happened or early, on the East Coast. Or on early. How you look at it. <laughs> yeah, really, it really, really is. So I woke up, I turned on, I looked at my phone to see what time it was, whatever, and I got an ESPN notification. Tom Brady has retired, officially retired. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. And the first thing I do is I went to Instagram. And that's where his video popped up. And like you said, it was probably a lot more, it was way more personal than the first one. Uh, the one last year that he, that he had made, right. Cause it was like produced. There was actual like production value put in it. And, and they, I'm not here bashing the one he had last year, the, the goodbye video he had last year. Like it was really well done and it, it, it showed all uh, pretty much his career um, from beginning to end. Uh, but this one, like you said, it just felt more real. It felt more like no one's going to take my shine today. I'm the one who decided and I'm the one deciding right now that I am no longer playing football. I am hanging up the cleats. I played until I was 45. And like you said, that was always his target year uh, for uh, playing uh, football. And yeah, man, it was just, it was shocking because I didn't expect it so soon. I, I, uh, it was just shocking. I was just like, I don't know if shocking is necessarily the word, but maybe just like surprise and just kind of like my jaw dropped a little bit. Um, but I do like that he kind of did it in a video like that. And like you said, less than a minute, he said, um, uh, you said that he was holding back tears. You could definitely tell when he was like thanking his teammates, his family, his friends, his competitors, all that stuff. You could definitely tell that he was starting to tear up. But yes, yeah, very surprised and very, uh, very personal uh, um, video. And I and I I loved every second of it. Yeah, and if you guys didn't get a chance to see that video, we did edit it into a short that you can see on the Star Six Media YouTube page, yep. and also. Uh, I have it right here. So he said, good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. Pause for good. He mm -hmm. said, I know the process <laughs> was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. It won't be long winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay. And I used mm -hmm. up mine last year. So I really want to thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. End of video. Really <laughs> emotional, like you said. And it was uh, very shocking, I think. So I just thought we could uh, just uh, kind of seal the conversation that Tom Brady is retiring. We are truly blessed to be able to live in an era where we got to see him play football oh, yeah. for two full decades. I mean, you think about it. I'm... 20 my 20 i'm 28 28 um uh, which means i've been seeing tom brady play football since uh i was eight years old you know and that is uh that is crazy like i was yeah. in elementary school when tom brady started playing football and now here i am becoming uh, a full-fledged man and mm -hmm. tom brady is retiring <laughs> it's just it's a very long time and sometimes i think it gets lost in the way it's repeated that Tom Brady played a long time, but it's really truly incredible to think about how we can all look back. People our age uh, can look back and go, man, like our whole entire life, Tom Brady was playing football and think mm -hmm. about how much we've grown up 
from when he took his first snap, right? Yeah. And you got to think even for Tom Brady, he's probably, because it's not like you stop growing up, you know, I talk to anyone that's 40 and they'll say, man, when I was 30, I thought I knew life. And now 30 to 40 is like, <laughs> I didn't know shit at 30. And then a 50 year old <laughs> kind of says yeah. that about 40. And it's like, yeah, so Tom Brady has just grown up and uh, become wiser. And, and he decided that this is his time. And I'm pretty sure he, uh, he he knows that about himself. I don't think this is like a Brett Favre kind of impulsive. Moment, yeah. I'm coming in. I'm coming out. I think he didn't want to retire last year, and mm -hmm. Giselle made him. And I think this year it was Tom's decision. And I think when you talk about a guy that has the competitive drive that Tom Brady has, it always had to be his decision. And yeah. if you make him choose, it's like the the famous line. Uh, there's like, why didn't you make him choose? And it's like, because what if he chose this? Right. Because they don't want to get left. And uh, yeah. Giselle made him choose. Now, whether she knew or not, he was going to pick football. He did. And he wanted to play one more year or, or however many years. He probably didn't know. But he knew that this has to be my decision when it's time to hang him up. This can't come yeah. from anyone else or I'll be an old, regretful, bitter, angry soul when I get big yep. Yep. Uh, or get older. So this is Tom Brady's time that he could sit at the beach alone in Tampa Bay listen to the waves, kind of a stormy day, and just say, you know what, this is Tom's decision, and I'm going to retire. And he definitely is going to retire at the top as the GOAT. He's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, three-time NFL MVP, five-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, three-time first-team All-Pro honoree, three-time second-team All-Pro, 15-time yep. Pro Bowler, 2009 Comeback Player of the Year. He was named to the NFL 2000s and 2010s All-Decade teams, and we'll talk about that actually a little bit later. But I think when you look at the resume, it's unparalleled to anything we've ever seen of any athlete take snaps in the NFL, yeah. perhaps anybody that ever played any sport. Um, so congratulations to Tom Brady. I wish him the best. I hope he has a great time in retirement. I know there will probably not be a job that he can do to really, you know, the the itch and the the competitive drive that a guy like Tom has, you're not really going to be able to scratch that in a booth or on Fox. But hopefully when he looks back on his career, he realized that he left it all onto the field. And honestly, that last game, it looked like he was kind of, it looked like it reminded me of Manning on his last year where you can just see like there's regression. He, he doesn't want to get hit, right? And, and, and that's why I think Tom knew he just watched AFC and NFC championship games. He watched Hurts and Mahomes, and he's about to see the Super Bowl. And he had to ask himself, like, can I play like at the level Jalen Hurts and Mahomes are playing at right now? Or is this kind of a, you know, never ending chase that I just need to take a step back and be content with everything that I've accomplished? And I think he's deciding to do that. So congratulations to Tom Brady. And that's pretty much all I have on that. But unless you want to add something to that. Yeah, and real quick before I do that, uh, Ginger is in the chat. Ginger, what's what up, up Ginger? Cheers. He's saying uh, the way he said he wouldn't change a thing was cool. Don't let Giselle win today. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's a little dig there. Um, and like you said, man, because the video was was I want to say probably it was not only personal, but it felt like something that someone like him who has been doing what he's been doing for almost his entire life 
it, it's just it's like that perfect place like you said listening to the waves kind of taking it all in looking back at your entire career maybe he was just walking and you know contemplating it and blah 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 and this and that it just felt like such the right way to do that um to to just again do it in a video there do it on the beach do do it as you're kind of just just taking everything in re- reminiscing on stuff um so i just i again i just enjoyed the way he did that it was great and this guy like you said you know he retired with all those things that he led the nfl in passing touchdowns five times oh two seven ten fifteen twenty one that 2002 that was his second season as a starter like that's insane to as your second season as a starter to already lead the nfl in touchdown ridiculous all the good things that he did um all the super bowls he won there was i i found myself growing up with him as like the the monument of success right Tom Brady was the guy of this is what you want your football team or quarterback to perform. That's the level you want them to perform at. And there's very few times I was rooting against Tom Brady. Um, one of them being like an 07 against the Giants, just because I really like the Giants that year. I don't know why, but it, it was a good story. Yeah. Um, there was there's very few times I find myself rooting against Brady, and a lot of people hated me, <laughs> hated me for it because they're like, Oh, you just you're just go, oh, you're just going with the winner, blah blah blah. And I was like, Well. I mean, yeah, what's wrong with going with a winner? Everybody always hates a dynasty. Everybody always hates a winner. But, you know. Why? And why? <laughs> exactly. Why? Why do you hate that he that he's good? Why? Like, if he was on your team, you'd be defending the hell out of him. Like, well, yeah, but he's not. It's like, exactly. He's not. And this and that is what you want. You want I, Tom Brady. You want a Tom Brady-like player on your team. I, I think it might have been, too, the, the, the cheating from Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and the deflated football. It's like, you can, yeah. it, it, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a, uh, like kind of a, a smear on his career, but it will be because, um, there, <laughs> I don't plenty, think so. I, I don't just think, think so. like a lot of that stuff, right. Why did it mm-hmm. always come out of new England? What? Like, I think that's what made people upset is like, why is it always the Patriots that are caught filming other teams at practice? It's like, if you're so great, why do you have to cheat? And I think yeah. that whether that was Tom Brady's decision or not, I think that kind of pissed off a lot of people. Me personally, yeah. I'm with you. I always cheered for him. I was like, let's see how many you can get. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and plus I, I could get it if you're a, a, a Bills or Dolphins fan or somebody in division, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, how you feel about Rogers and I feel about Mahomes. but mm-hmm. uh, for the whole world to kind of, you know, there was like two sides. You either love them or you hate them. It felt like, and, I, I was definitely one of those guys that was like, yeah, the cheating stuff's like, it's it's lame, but I still like Tom Brady. Like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how much of that even got, you know, talked to about him. Like, hey, Tom, we're going to go record the other. I, I highly doubt that happened. And for yeah. all we know, a coach could have heard, like, Tom Brady likes his football's a little deflated. I knew that in training camp, and they did it without him knowing or something like that. I yeah. Mean, but I think, like, Look, people just are always looking for a reason to hate people, especially that are successful. Mm-hmm. And I think Tom Brady just kind of became a victim of that. And me personally, I Tom, the only uh, Broncos quarterback Tom Brady ever beat in the playoffs was Tim Tebow. Like he couldn't get oh, past. Really? Yeah, like Jake Plummer even beat him in that that game I showed you last week with Chan Bailey's interception. Peyton Manning bested him every time they played uh, when Peyton was in Denver. So like. I have no nothing like 
mm-hmm. animosity towards Tom Brady or anything like that. So I'm uh, super happy for him. But yeah. it does. There are going to be people that are just always hating uh, greatness. You know, there's people that hate Michael Jordan. There's people that hate LeBron James. It's just yeah. The bigger you are, the more people that are going to hate you. Remember, Cat Williams uh, said like, uh, "Haters are <laughs> supposed to hate you. That's their effing job." <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, I mean, that's true. That's true. And 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 I could see why. Like again, like you said, Jets, Bills. Um, yeah, that's the uh, Dolphins, like those three teams probably hate him because they were in division. And like you said, I'm gonna I, I hate Aaron Rodgers now because I'm the Packers. But if he went to another team and won a Super Bowl, I wouldn't be mad. At the end of his career, I won't be mad if Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers was as good as he was. I'm gonna be happy that he's out of the fucking division, first of all. But I'm also <laughs> yeah. gonna I'm also gonna recognize what he did in the NFL, what he did with the Packers, all this stuff, right? Like you have to recognize greatness. And I think a lot of people, because you saw a lot of the reactions um, in like NFL morning shows uh, throughout Twitter, all these people just like he's the goat, the goat of goats. He's the best that ever did it. And it's going to be I think it's going to be a long time, maybe not a long time, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Bill, uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen. Uh, A lot of these guys are looking good. But man, for the for how long Tom Brady has played. It's going to be, I think it'll be tough to replicate that type of success over the period of time that he was in the NFL. Yeah, I think if anyone's going to do it, it's Mahomes because you look at Tom Brady's uh, uh, NFL MVPs and he's got three of them. And you look, Mm -hmm. Mahomes is probably going to get his second this year. And they both won their first Super Bowl in the second season of their career. And I think Tom Brady's the only guy to go to five AFC championships in a row. So really, yeah, yeah, dude, it's really hard. Five conference championships in a row. I, 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 I honestly, I thought it was Mahomes was the only one. Oh no, no, no! I think Brady did it. He, that was because um, I remember they pulled it up on the, on the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll verify. Okay. Yeah, I know he's, and and again, you know. Uh, Brady, ridiculous. Uh, what is it like just here? Seven Super Bowl victories, like we've gone over 1,200 postseason completions, 13,400 playoff passing yards, 88 playoff passing touchdowns, 14 game winning drives, and nine fourth quarter comebacks. All of those, the most in NFL history. You <laughs> can't, you can't get better than that. Mahomes is going to be close as long as that, that success continues. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. It just, it just requires the longevity that Tom Brady, you know, was in the NFL. Yeah. No, he's the first. Years. He's the first one to do it. I think Brady Mahomes? went four in a row. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure they said something last week about Mahomes being the only one to go to five in a row. So insanity for Mahomes already. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, he he'll definitely, I think, be a guy that could kind of uh flirt with some of Tom Brady's numbers, but yeah, what he does in his first ten years is one thing. Longevity is a whole nother ball game, you know. And Tom Brady Absolutely. definitely plays a different style of football than than Mahomes. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, well, that was Tom Brady's uh, uh, retiring again today, uh, earlier this morning with a personal video. 
And yeah, good luck to him. TB12, he's, he's got a lot of shit going on. He's going to be with Fox for like 10 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, uh, he's going to, he's going to be really busy. Yeah. But let's move on to our oh, next. Go ahead. Is he going to retire uh, a Patriot? You mean, is he going to be in the Hall of Fame as a Patriot? No, like uh, you sign a one year deal with the Pats. To retire officially as a Patriot. Oh, like a one-day retire contract thing? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I think he retired just now, and I don't know. He might – he's – I have a feeling he'll go into the Hall of Fame, and it's not even really a feeling. It's more like certainty. I think he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot in 2028. 20, I think he's eligible. And I think he should be a no-doubter Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, but I think he goes in as a Patriot. As far as retiring, I think he just retired – as a buck pretty much i uh, see i think he's gonna sign a one-day contract with the patriots you think so yeah because okay. that's like kind of like i don't want to say like the classy thing to do but you look at like all the player like brett Favre, like a mm-hmm. lot of these guys they'll the wherever they were home for the majority of their life even uh emmanuel sanders signed a one-day contract to retire as a bronco um, oh okay yeah so it's just like really it comes down to like peyton manning retired to bronco and did not sign a contract with the Colts. And a lot of Colts fans were pissed. They're like, dude. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> it just really, what it comes down to is like, what was the best part of your career? And it's like, you know, the best part was when I was in Denver. Okay. Sign the one year contract. If Brady sits back and he's like, you know what? Like I want to officially retire as a new England Patriot. He'll yeah. sign the one year deal. But if there's any animosity at all with, with Bill Belichick or any of that, I think he'll stay retiring a Tampa Bay buck, but whatever decision he makes, it's going to become a big deal. You know, it'll yeah. be like, Oh my God, he didn't sign with the Patriots. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It'll, it'll be a big deal. Uh, I think just regardless because he is Tom Brady. So I, I don't see him doing a one day contract with, with the Pats, but he could do it. And that would be huge. I think for the Patriots and Patriots fans as an organization. Um, so Again, good for Tom Brady. He retired again, this time under a minute. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on to the news that Kyle definitely, <laughs> definitely wants to get to. Sean Payton signs a contract with the Denver Broncos to become the next head coach and hopefully fix Russell Wilson, maybe actually give him a cookbook to learn how to, cook, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe use his weapons, his offense to actually get it going. Um, Kyle put up a reaction video on the star six media YouTube. So go check that out. He just, he's wow. He can't contain himself. And that's what I loved about the video is like, he's walking outdoors, walking inside, turns around, just pacing. <laughs> like he was that excited. And I loved it. Kyle, I'm going to turn it over to you for this exciting, exciting signing what, what what were your initial thoughts outside of like the the video that you posted? Um. Okay. So first off, initially, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I thought, I thought, uh, I thought they did a really good job. I don't know if this was like, it's these uh these coaching searches are so weird because you have like all these games that are played. It's almost like a relationship in middle school where you're like. Oh, I'm going to like, you know, flirt with this person, but I know she's watching because I really want her and and like all these like things. And it was like (laughs) weird. Like if you're a fan just watching, you're like, okay, so now, now Sean Payton is, uh, 
he's really impressed with the ownership group and everything seemed really good. And then boom, silence for a week. And he was like, yeah. okay, things must not be going that great. They haven't even scheduled a second interview. Then all of a sudden we're in Ann Arbor talking to Jim Harbaugh. And I'm like, Hey, Jim Harbaugh, that's a good thing. I was yeah. like, okay, that that's a good thing again. So I was like, maybe, maybe we'll get Jim Harbaugh because they realize, oh shit, we have to land Jim Harbaugh. And at that point I was like, Sean Payne's definitely out. I was like, yeah. there's no way like they're doing that for Sean Payne. And then you turn the, you turn the herd on with Colin Coward. And he's like talking about how Russell Wilson is the, the thing that he's going to, to make him not want to be a head coach for the Denver Broncos. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that Russell Wilson is killing this for us. And then he was talking about, they don't have any cap room and flexibility. And, and it just, it all just felt like it was over. It was like, man, we got really close, but the owners didn't, uh, you know, sign a, present a contract in the meeting and Sean Payton's moving on. And I didn't think he was going to take a different job. I thought he was going to go back to Fox. I was like, yeah, he's going to go back to Fox and on Payton. Yeah, 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 I didn't. I didn't think he was going to take the Arizona or the Houston or the mm-hmm. um, what the hell is it? The the other job for the uh, Panthers. I I just like no, he's not. I don't see Sean Payton <laughs> becoming a Panther, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and then you just turn the TV on. And it's like the Broncos are agreeing to terms with Sean Payton. I thought it was like a clickbait. And then I saw like the <laughs> five other videos that all said the same thing. And then I looked at the bottom and it said NFL.com, and I was like holy shit like this is real this They're is like actually, no way dude i literally my hair probably in my head started standing up from like my goosebumps i was like the, yeah it was like one of those moments you'll just never forget and especially when you look at sean payton it, as a guy that when when drew Brees, same size right undersized guy wasn't yeah. really known for doing anything great sean payton fixed drew Brees and led him to be being one of the greatest passing quarterbacks of our generation. Yep. Um, and it was like, well, if he can do that with, we've seen Russell Wilson be good with Pete Carroll. I refuse to believe he's fallen off the biggest cliff we've ever seen in NFL history. I just think he wasn't being used right. Sean mm-hmm. Payne already said earlier in the season, like week four, how to fix Russell Wilson. He did it on national TV. And I, ever since then, I was like, dude, what if we got Sean Payne? I didn't know what could actually happen. I was like, I, it was just a pipe dream at that point. And I think the the fan base is split. There are people that are like, this is awesome. And there's people making fun of us because like, I just saw mm-hmm. this, uh, this, let me see. It was uh, somebody saying the Broncos had basically traded three first round picks, three second round picks and three players for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And, and uh, you know, the world's laughing at it. And I'm like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't, I don't really understand. I I hate when people do that. Basically this happened and you got this. It's like, no, like all these moves were made at the time for certain pieces and stuff, but also it's like you, you just got a Super Bowl winning coach, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yes. They had, you know, Sean Payton hasn't coached in a while and he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 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 a while. And Russ obviously had the year he just had, but I think, put those two together and that's just a, you know, a formula for success in a way, right. Going forward. Yeah. And it, and I just also, I don't like people that feel like once they have all the knowledge, like then it's like, Oh, I would have done it differently. Like shut the hell up. No, you wouldn't have like Russell Wilson was in the conversation for, for MVP for almost all of his years in Seattle. He was the fastest (laughs) quarterback in history 
to win 100 games. And he did it in 10 seasons. He has the resume, and he was in. He was still peaking in his career, or if he didn't peak, he plateaued at the top. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos made a blockbuster trade for him, and nobody thought, oh, Russell Wilson's washed up. So, like, yeah. just because he had a bad year because Nathaniel Hackett couldn't hack it and he was way in over <laughs> his head doesn't mean yeah. that that it was a bad trade. Like, we, I feel like we don't even know who Russell Wilson is at this point, but I'm pretty sure he is not the quarterback we saw last year. I'm not saying he's the great or even a top 10 in the league, mm-hmm. but I do think he could get somewhere around top 15. And with Sean Payton, maybe scratch top 10. I do think he could be the comeback player of the year next year. And I wrote right here, Sean Payton was the Saints coach from 2008 to 2021. Uh, I only did it to 2020 because that's when he had Drew Brees, and that's kind of the comparison here with yeah. Russell Wilson. But 2006 was his first season as a head coach anywhere. He averaged 25.8 points a game. And now I'll just go down in in year chronologically, 23 in his last year with Drew Brees, 30.1, which means Sean Payton averaged 26 points a game if you average all of those numbers by the years. If Sean, if Denver had Payton in Sean Payton's worst year with Drew Brees, then because in, in their worst years, uh, they averaged 23.7 points a game. You guys would have been in the playoffs. <laughs> Not only that, if Denver had Peyton in his worst year at 23.7, Denver would have been 14-3 and in tied mm-hmm. with Kansas City for the number one seed. And not only that, they would have beaten – because the Bengals and the Jaguars scored 20 points each. Yeah. There could be the Broncos in the Super Bowl at 23.7 points a game. <laughs> just going on, I mean, I mean, just going defense, on points, sure. We're yeah, saying, but you know, a lot we're of also, things, yeah. we're also assuming that Denver's defense was better than Kansas City's this year, which isn't really yeah. an argument I feel like is hard to sell to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were, they were one of the best defenses in the league, and Kansas City was one of the worst. And they pulled together a couple good games at the end. And I might even get in the playoffs thing. All I'm going to say is there's no doubt that overnight the Denver Broncos are so much better off with Sean Payton and as the head coach, a first round pick. People are mad that we gave a a 30th overall first round pick 30th. It's like, dude, I would give this year's and next year's first for Sean Payton. And yeah. I care about picks. I'm not like a total F the picks guy, but yeah. it's Sean Payton. How many Sean Paytons come around? And, yeah. and look how long Sean Payton spends with the, with the Saints. This isn't a four-year contract with Sean mm-hmm. Payton. This isn't a six-year contract. This is, we don't know. But what we do know is Sean Payton could be the Denver Broncos coach until he decides he doesn't want to coach anymore. He could be 65 years old for all we know, 70 yeah. years old. I mean, this is... Uh, Imagine he's the coach for 15 years and you're looking back and you're salty because you gave a first round pickup in 2023. Like that is yeah. ridiculous. It could be in 2050 and you could have this coach. still. this is yeah. not a big deal. And I think the Denver Broncos now it's two seasons in a row that there's going to be Rocky mountain high expectations for, for the Denver Broncos. And last year we kind of learned our lesson. So I think we're all managing it pretty well. 
But there's no doubt that this is something that should be celebrated. This is something that Denver should be excited about. And Sean Payton definitely. And the last thing I'll say is there were like, there were fans that were like, we can't, what is a coach going to do if we don't have an O-line? We don't have any money. We can't do this. We can't do that. And I'm like, listen, that's why Sean Payton is here. Graham Glasgow, they would save $16 million if they cut him. Ronald Darby on defense, they could save $9 million if they cut him. They're going to start moving players. That's what Sean Payton does. Like, you look at the situation it is now, and he's like, okay, how can we do this? And you have the owners to use the the cash guarantees to manipulate signing bonuses and contracts, the deep pockets of the Waltons. We've talked about that. Oh, yeah. Green Bay doesn't have that. So mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of movement, uh, and Sean Payton's going to be one of the guys that's kind of driving that as far as personnel and who's going to be on the field and who's going to be playing. And if Russell Wilson, like usually we said, it's if the, the quarterback stays, the coaches go. If Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are going to have a issue, guess who gets fired? The guy that's in Thailand Ty- right now, right? Yeah. So – um, this is different though. If Russell Wilson doesn't work out, Sean Payton's staying. Russell Wilson will will be the one leaving. And well, that's what I love about that. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't uh I don't deny that part is I think both you know, obviously you paid 240 million to Russ, he's staying for the contract. Um, unless the Waltons just want to fucking be like, Yeah, we'll pay his contract, you take him, something like that, right? Sean Payton, like, got paid a lot of money for this job. Well, let's let's just be real, right? This guy's getting paid like twenty five million dollars a year to coach the Broncos, um, because it is a tough, tough sell to be like, "Hey, come to Denver where you get to compete against Mahomes." It's like, what? No, fuck that, right? Like, it's difficult. It's it's a tough task for any coach, um, whether it's Sean Payton or whether it's just some first year head coach like Hackett, right? Yeah. What I will say is. All the people, like you said, all the people saying this is a bad pick. Oh, basically, they got Russ Wilson and Sean Payton for blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? You just got two big names in the NFL for the past 15, at least 15 years, big names in the NFL. Russ Wilson, sure. Did he struggle last year? Sure. Could we, you know, there's plenty of things to blame. Hackett, the offense, um, uh, injuries to uh, what's his name? Javante, uh, Javante, who's your running back? Williams, Javante Williams, like all that stuff, all these little things build up to that, right? Um, the play calling, all that stuff. I just, I, I, I think it's gonna, I think it'll work out. Maybe it won't be, I don't think it's gonna be like bam, light switch. The Broncos are all of a sudden competing for the AFC championship game. I don't know if it's gonna go that much from red to green you know what i mean like you think the defense gets worse because the rumor uh, is he's bringing vic fangio uh that's what i heard too he's bringing vic fangio so and the, obviously, defense, the defense isn't going to regress um i don't know anyone. i don't know if they're going to re- regress to a to a to a point where they are the problem i think they'll regress a little bit i don't think they're gonna i i, I don't think they'll regress to the point where they're letting up 30 points a game are last in the, in the NFL. I think they might regress one or two spots just because it's tough for defenses to maintain that consistency as far as like a top five defense um, without like, I don't know, maybe adding youth or the, 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 um, 
unexpected injuries that happen, right? Um, you lost Nick, you lost Chubb. So things like that, trades, whatever. So I think with Vic Fangio, um, it'll probably be a very good defense next year. I don't think, again, I don't think they're going to regress in terms of like, oh shit, what happened to the defense? No, yeah, no I think it, I, I think it'll regress in a little bit, maybe. I was just going to say, I think, I think they get better because uh, when you look at the defense this year, they had to be on the field 80% of the game. So mm-hmm. Sean Payton improves the offense. That means that the defense is going to have more breaks. They're not going to be on the field. Like the fact that they, I think they're the best defense in the NFL because all those other top defenses had Josh Allen in the Bills offense, or they had Joe Burrow in the Bengals offense. The Broncos Mm -hmm. had the worst offense in the league and somehow were, were top three in, in, uh, in defense in almost every major uh, statistic. So the fact that they're not going to be on the field the whole game, they let's like if I give you 10 opportunities uh, in and you nail on four of them, that means, OK, you're hitting 40 percent of your drives on touchdowns. Now, if you only have five opportunities in a game and you're nailing at 40 percent, what are you going to get like one and a half? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm looking at it like the defense was extremely outplayed this year. And the fact that they were able to do that makes me wonder what they're capable of if they're not on the field for the entire fucking game, you know? Yeah. that And that very well could be the thing, right. With Vic Fangio there, because he is a, just a, a, a genius for defense uh, as a coordinator. Um, it could very well that they improve. It could very well be that they are just as dominant as they were last year, but I, I don't know. I just think it's difficult for defenses to stay as dominant as they were the year prior. And it it's always hard. seems to be a regression, you know, with like the top defenses. Um, but Again, who knows? Again, I don't think they're going to like regress to being a top 15 defense. I think they'll go from a top five to a top six or seven defense. Maybe like that's the regression I'm talking about. They're still a good, good unit, but Hey, maybe they let up an extra half to one point per game next year. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing crazy. Um, But I, 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 again, I don't think the team as a whole is just going to fucking flip a bitch and just be like, Hey, we're 14 and three this year. Now it's like, Whoa, that's crazy. Could it happen? Probably. I just don't think so. But again, uh, just like Ginger says here, any team in need of a head coach would want Sean Payton. I would make that trade immediately. Yeah. If he's fucking available, why not? Right? Like if, if the bears were in a situation where, and they were in this situation, which is just mind boggling where Tom Brady makes himself available. And, you know, three, four years ago, Oh no, we believe in Mitch bullshit, dude, get Tom Brady right now. Cause that's going to make your team better. You know, something like that, a Tom Brady, a Sean Payton, a, a, a whatever coach he becomes available. You pick him up. You see what's going on with these like big names going into free agency or being available. And then you want to scoop them up right away. Just like Nathaniel Hackett, just like, uh, Dable, just like Salah, like all D'Amico Ryans, who we're going to talk about here in a bit. These yeah. big names who have made a huge impact on teams as coordinators will get picked up immediately. So again, the Sean Payne pickup, that's, uh, yeah, it makes sense. And the Waltons, the richest people on the fucking earth are like, Hey, we'll give you uh we'll give you this chump change of 25 mil a year. You'll take it. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely. And I'll be living in Denver. Let's fucking go. Yeah, and I think the only reason 
I have kind of a contrasting opinion a little bit is because I don't have, I have uh, realistic expectations like you're saying about Sean Payton's ability to flip the offense, right? He mm. may not be able to flip it, but they were the worst offense last year. And Sean Payton never had years like that in, in, in any scenario. He made Jameis Winston good. Like what? Yeah. Um. So just, and I don't think he, that's the thing, man. That's what made this year the most frustrating Broncos year of my life is because all we had to do was score 16 points, more than 16, right? <laughs> yeah. Every week we came on this podcast, week one, week two, week three, week four. And I'm like, dude, we just need 20. And remember, I was like, if the Broncos had scored 22 yeah. points a game, they would be like 12 and one by week 13. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the only reason I'm so high is because I do think Sean Payton, he doesn't do, he doesn't take the offense from here to here, but he takes them from here to here. And fortunately for the Broncos and where they're at right now as a franchise, that's all that is needed to start winning a lot of football games. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if he can get it done, but I, I have no reason to believe Sean Payton can't get us over 17 points a game. And, and I, the defense is keeping key pieces. Randy Gregory will be back. Patrick Sertan's improving. Justin Simmons isn't going anywhere. There's a lot of good pieces here. And if even if Vic Fangio doesn't come, our defensive coordinator is literally taking head coaching uh, interviews around the league mm -hmm. because of what he was able to do with that. It's the same Vic Fangio tree. Uh, if Vic Fangio comes, it doesn't really matter. I feel like the defense is going to be what they are with or without him because if they get uh, Vic Fangio, it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like, it's just icing on the cake at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I so the only reason I think it, and look, I, I just said Russ Wilson's huge name, big name in the NFL the past 15 years. I, he's still the quarterback and he still had the shit year that he just had. Right. Like that's going to be the biggest hurdle. I think for Sean Payton that, uh, any injuries, any transactions, trades, pickups that they do in the offseason. There's already word that the Bears might want to pick up Jerry Judy. You know what I mean? Like things like yeah. that. Things like that, right? Where it's like, do we get rid of this person? Does this person fit more of the offensive scheme that Sean Payton wants with, with, with Russ Wilson? I, I Again, like all these things have to come into play. And even though they haven't happened yet, that's why I'm not quick to be like, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Will he make it a 21, 22 points a game offense? I mean, it's Sean Payton. His worst year with, like you said, with Drew Brees was 23. He just has the hurdle of what will, how will, how good and or how bad will Russ Wilson be this season if the same weapons come back? And even if the same weapons come back, are there additions? Are there subtractions? Javante Williams is coming back, right? Like, you know, in yeah. the beginning of the year, it's just so many, so many things that are dynamic in the situation that I'm not necessarily ready to be like, yep, they're going to be a top 10, 15 D, uh, offense next year, but that very well could be the thing. Um, I just think it, it is going to still be kind of a growing, growing year for the, for the Broncos. Yeah. And I think it's important when everybody manages expectations. You made the comment about Jerry Judy possibly being a bear. <laughs> And I'm noticing since we started our podcast, the Bears and Broncos are intertwining a lot. Vic yeah. Angio was the Broncos head coach. Jerry Judy might go there. There was a year that all the NFL players went on strike in 1987. And mm -hmm. they called your team the Chicago Spares <laughs> because it was all <laughs> spare player. 
Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton was your coach, was your quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. For, for the Bears. Yep. He was so bad at quarterback. <laughs> his, uh, I, I actually wrote his uh, statistics down just because I thought it was really funny. And I, I got five fun facts about Sean Payton that I think you'll actually enjoy. So Sean Payton, <laughs> as a, <laughs> he went, he had a 34% completion rate. He Perfect. threw for 79 yards. He had one interception and he had, I think, five sacks for a loss of like 58 yards. He <laughs> had a long pass of 20 yards the whole three starts he had. And guess the <laughs> first pick he threw to, guess who who caught it? The first and only pick. Uh, or what team, what team it was. Was it the Broncos? It was the Saints. <laughs> it was the Saints. No way. Wow. So yeah, wow. you know, those that can do teach <laughs> and those that can't teach, teach gym, teach gym. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so here's the fun facts. Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. He spent the 1996 season as a quarterback's coach at Illinois before mm -hmm. entering the NFL. So he's got roots in Illinois. Payton yeah. also earned a bachelor degree in communications at Eastern Illinois university. And as a quarterback, he had 10,665 passing yards, then the third highest in total NCAA Division I AA history. So nice. decent in college, right? Sean Payton's <laughs> always been known for his offensive prowess, mm -hmm. uh, having scored more points and gained more yards than any other team in a coach's first 100 games in NFL history. Now, here's what's interesting about Sean Payton, though. If you look at the uh, Hall of Fame, profootballhalloffame.com, they got the NFL All Decades team from 2000 to 2010 and 2010 to 2020. And there's not one Saint on the entire list. So you got quarterbacks, oh of course, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, running backs, yeah. LT, Edron James, Jamal Lewis, Sean Alexander, Randy mm -hmm. Moss, Marvin Harrison, Terrell Owens, Torrey Holt, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Walter Jones. Then you got your offensive lineman. But what I thought was interesting is, Sean Payton, that stat I just said, most, most, uh, most points than any other coach in their first hundred games. Mm -hmm. He didn't really have like any all stars. He made Drew Brees an all star. He made people that were around Drew Brees better. There was no Tory Holt, Marvin Harrison. Oh, you could yeah. say though no, he had Michael Thomas, yeah. but there was really nothing. Like what what Sean Payton does is like a true coach. Like he. And I didn't even realize this about him, but I look at the NFL decade team, and even from 2000 <laughs> to 2010, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, again, were were on it, and mm -hmm. uh, you just don't see you don't see any Saints. So do you don't you find that a little interesting that uh, Sean Payton seemed to do so much with nothing that is like oh Ladainian type like there's nothing like that about the Saints that you can remember really. Yeah. I I I I actually can believe that one because of the two names at quarterback, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, both of them who won a total, I think, of, I believe of three Super Bowls in the 2000s uh, had a great duel at like passing touchdowns one yeah. year, right? Like one was, I think Peyton ended up winning. Uh, yeah, it was the like most 48 and 49. Yeah, something like that. And Peyton ended up having the most in history or something like that in a season, whatever it may be. 55 um, with Denver. 55, yes, yes. And then you go into the next decade, and it's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady again who <laughs> win a total of, 
what, like four, five Super Bowls combined, something like that. Cause, cause he won one yeah. with Denver in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Like I can see why Drew Brees wasn't in there. He but was receivers. a good quarterback, but receipt. Well, who did, uh, who did, uh, Drew Brees have a receiver? See, that's what, that's, what's interesting. Is like there's not like a Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, even with Tom Brady, you're like Wes Walker, Julian Edelman, yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah. Like you can think of some guys, and uh, I didn't Google it. I know that Mar- there's like Colson, Marquise, Colson. Marquise Colston. Uh, he had Jimmy Graham at the time, but there Jimmy was, Graham again. That's why the Saints only won one Super Bowl. Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like they had players, they had really, really good players, but they didn't have these, these like just elite tier yeah. players like you know a, a gronkowski uh antonio gates uh gonzalez a tight end or receivers like randy moss uh like uh, marvin harrison uh uh all these guys right like it's just it's they didn't have those elite guys and drew Brees, hall of fame quarterback was not on the elite tier as pain manning tom brady you no. know he was that second tier where it was like you guys are ah, very, I think he was tier- very, very good. Uh, I'm going to go Drew Brees was on tier one. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you I have tier so. one would, A and tier one B, but I'm not going to throw him into tier two. I would put, I honestly, I would put. Uh, uh, with Joe Flacco? Uh, You're going to put Drew Brees with Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco is not second tier. Joe Flacco is like third tier quarterback. Yeah, what's another tier two? Give me an example. Uh, another Phillip tier Rivers? two would be Philip Rivers. Another <laughs> tier two would be Philip Rivers. Another tier two would be. Uh, Kurt Warner is in Brett Favre two thousand. Brett Favre's tier one in the two thousands, but he's only got one ring, like Breeze. Yeah, but he he actually broke records and stuff. You know what I mean? Most Drew interceptions Brees broke like every passing record. Did he? While he was playing, yeah, he had like the most pass. His stats are ridiculous. Like nobody, yeah, his stats are ridiculous. He had You're like right. I think he had like four years in a row with over five thousand passing yards, or like Jesus, something Christ. insane like that. No, when okay, like maybe 4, maybe maybe he is tier one. Brees was uh, phenomenal. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Well, uh, Roethlisberger, I'd put tier one too. Ooh, see, Roethlisberger, if you got tier one Roethlisberger, you got to have Drew, because Drew Brees was no yeah. doubt better than Roethlisberger. Okay. You, I don't right. think that's And I'll like... keep him tier one. I guess it's just a lack of Super Bowls for Brees that really kind of like, eh, iffy, but also like yeah. you said, Brett Favre, tier one. I mean, he only won one too, but yeah, you're right. So. Um, fun fact, all those quarterbacks retired. So the golden era of quarterbacks is, is officially over after uh, today with Tom Brady retiring. So um, that that's my overreaction to leave this on is that Sean Payton has never coached a team as good as the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> and mark that. Okay. Time um, fit. Time stamp it. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's good. So D'Amico um, Ryans. Yeah, let's move on to D'Amico Ryans. Head coach for the Houston Texans. It was official. There was uh, there was talks that the D'Amico Ryans was the Broncos' number one candidate. Like, I don't know what to believe anymore. I think that's all BS at this point. But Ryans had roots in Houston. Sorry, you said that Ryans was the number one candidate for the Texans? Yeah, it came out. That was leaked that D'Amico Ryans was nah, the Broncos. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't either, but yeah, whatever. Ryan is is 38 years old. So he's definitely going to be a younger coach. Uh, We're kind of seeing that happen. Not as unique now as it was 10 years ago, but uh, he was a former player. 
for the Houston Texans. It didn't end very well. It actually ended with him getting uh, an injury and suing the Houston Texans for the field that they had and the type of turf it was. And obviously this year we've seen the turf uh, lawsuit arise with the NFL Mm -hmm. Players Association. Uh, D'Amico Ryans was all over that before it was cool. Uh, His wife, uh, Jamila, is from Houston. Um, Yeah, so there's just a lot of reasons why when I saw the Texans were interested, I was like, oh, he's going, it's because you're going home, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if, if you were, if you were, um, let me give you a perfect example. If, uh, say, thinking of the greatest, Brian Urlacher, okay? Yeah. It's like if Brian Urlacher was a defensive uh, coordinator for the Broncos, and then he got a job interview for a head coach at the end of the season, and it was either going to be the Eagles or the Bears, like, where do you think he would go? Probably try to go to the Bears. Probably try to go to the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's what D'Amico Ryans is doing. So D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Houston Texans. Congratulations to D'Amico Ryans. Good for him. Getting a head coach. And with all the, the talk about uh, black head coaches not having uh, an equal share of the, the pie, it's nice to see Houston make a higher um, yeah. in that direction. So really good stuff. Out of mm-hmm. Houston, I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be fantastic. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I think and it's going to be good. And this is and and the good thing is like uh, again, it's kind of tough to go into the AFC South, especially with the emergence of of uh, Trevor Lawrence um, this season, right? Being as good as he is, and that's kind of like another probably not. I wouldn't say it's the toughest sell, but I mean it's it was probably a tough sell. Um, but the good thing is you got the number two pick. Uh, you're probably going to try to get a quarterback. You saw uh, the success that uh, Salah had with the Jets, another defensive coordinator under Shanahan, right? Going into a head coaching position. Second one under the Shanahan tree, which is which is crazy to say, right? Like now these coaches are creating their own trees of, of head coaches. Um, who's going to, who's got a head coaching position. Um, so I think he's going to do well. Like you said, the defense in Houston, uh, is pretty good, honestly. They've got a good uh, young running back in um, de, uh, what was his, what's his name? Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Yep. Thank you, Damian Pierce. They've got the number two pick. They've got uh, a lot of draft capital. That is a head coach you can build on, right? Like like it, it it's nice and warm in Houston. You're in Texas. You know it's the climate's nice. You got a nice stadium. Um, so there's a lot of good things, you know, that you can look forward to in Houston as a coach. And again, his defensive mind, he's coming from a, a defense corner coordinator position is going to help that young, young Houston team out uh, a lot in the coming years. Um, do you think he will be the head coach of the Houston Texans as they like when they become good again? Yes. And this is exactly <laughs> why everybody's so big on John Harbaugh is because there's certain people that no matter where they go, they succeed. All mm-hmm. right. The uh, player coach, he could, and we feel this way about Tom Brady, right? Like he could go start his own car dealership and it would be one of the best in the, in the oh, country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, D'Amico Ryan's was sec defensive player of the year for his 2005 season. He was recognized mm-hmm. as a unanimous first team all American Ryan's is also, um, if you've ever seen him on the sidelines, he's incredibly vocal. 
and very animated. So you're going to get a lot. That's good for TV. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. like watching Mike McCarthy stand in the sideline with his arms crossed and looking off. <laughs> at the, you know, I want to see like, that's why I love. Is oh, did did you lose me for a second? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Okay, I can't hear you. Um, but D'Amico yep. Ryan's. Oh, there, there you are. Uh, <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good. He's excelled at every stage to this point in his career, mm -hmm. both as a coach and as a player. I don't think that anything is going to change now that he's a head coach. You know how I feel about defensive coaches. I do think if you want to be in the playoffs, the numbers show that you need an offensive guy. There yeah. are exceptions. And I think D'Amico Ryans is one of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I have the same feeling um, because, you know, like, like you look at Salah and what he's done with the jets and, 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 and Zach Wilson is their quarterback away, man. They really are quarterback away. Wilson isn't it. So, Maybe in Houston, they do need a lot more pieces, um, obviously, right? But I think starting off with a quarterback, knowing you have the number two pick, knowing you have your pick at quarterback probably uh, is a very good way to start uh, for a uh, a new head coach. But let me get to the uh, comments here. Jinja talking about another possible head coaching candidate. Do you guys think Saturday ends up as the Colts coach? Kyle, do you want to take this or you want me to go first? No. I think so as well. I don't think he becomes the head coach for the Colts. I think, God, what's the owner? Jim Mersey. Yeah. Realized. <clears throat> I think he realizes that, hey, look, I know I made an emotional decision, you know, bringing, bringing Saturday on. Saturday said it himself in his conference. Hey. I'm not a, I'm not a coach. We'll see if I'm good. I know football. I know who I am. I I hope that I could take something away from the season as a head coach, but Hey, if I don't come back and I did a shitty job, then I don't come back and I did a shitty job. The surprising thing though, to me is that he made the second round of interviews for, for the position when there are quite a bit of good candidates out there. You know, you mentioned uh, your defensive coordinator. I, I don't know his name being one of them. Um, so ever, I just ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand. I just don't get it for Saturday. I like, I, like you said, I don't think he's going to become the head coach either. Yeah. Um, look, the, the short, quick, no, is just, I, I realize I'm not answering the question. I changed the question. Should, uh, he be the head coach? And that was my no. Is he mm -hmm. going to be the head coach is a different question. I'm going to say it's possible. Because um, usually when people make bad decisions, uh, <laughs> what they'll do is they'll double down on them. They will. They will. And the fact that we're not hearing anything from Indianapolis with all these coaches, like the Panthers get their guy and the Broncos get their guy, Texans get what the what is, yeah. the Colts are looking for a guy. Look, yeah. first off. I forgot about the Colts. You heard me earlier talking about <laughs> all these other teams. I don't think Sean Payton's going to go to the Panthers oh, or the Texans. I forgot yeah. the Colts were looking for a guy because they're not. Because if they were, we would yeah. see it on NFL Network. We would see it on, oh, the, the Colts are bringing in this. The Colts are traveling to Ann Arbor to talk to. 
we haven't yeah. heard anything like that out of the Colts. And that tells yeah. me that Jim Say is going to probably double down on his decision. And it's unfortunate for the Colts. Um, I hope it works. I'm always rooting mm-hmm. for an underdog, a guy that's literally, it's such a cool story. Like, oh, no coaching experience. Let's, let's go give it a whirl. And somehow it works out. It's like, wow, maybe I could do it because like, yeah. I always watch football and I'm like, wonder if I could coach for a day, what it would be like, you know, when, when they How miss fun. time. Yeah. When they miss timeouts and, <clears throat> and, and there's false starts and it's like, are, all these things make you feel like you could go do it and give it a swing, but we'll never get that opportunity. Jeff Saturday did. So yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. it, maybe it'll end in a total dumpster fire, <laughs> but I would not be surprised that they're, they're running it back, double downing on the just potentially one of the dumbest decisions ever. And if it works out, yeah, then he'll feel like a genius. And you know, to you know that Jim or say is just hoping to God that it works out. Cause he's like, <laughs> I will be a genius if it works out, out. Or you'll be an idiot. Like if Tom Brady came back next year and looked yeah. even worse, you got to know mm-hmm. when to quit. You got to know when to, you know, hang it up. And I don't know if Jim or has gotten to that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the thing with, with this, with the fact that you think he's going to double down and the fact that, I hope he doesn't, but yes, there's a very real possibility that that happens. They have a really, really high pick. They they have the ability and and you know the moves to make in order to get a, a another you know I say this I, I say another another quarterback that can change the pro- trajectory or trajectory sorry of their franchise. Yeah, and yet the head coach is such a huge decision in how that happens in developing the quarterback in, in making sure that you are, are because I've went through this with Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, how you take that quarterback and how you can use his tools to make the team better. Right. So the fact that, 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 that Saturday made the second round of, of, of interviews is just such a tough sell for me. If I'm like CJ Stroud, or uh, Bryce Young. If I go into yeah. the Colts organization, I'm like, Saturday's my 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 head coach. You know, possibly like that's a possible that's a real possibility. Um, instead of like a guy who's been working through the through organizations for years and you know has built a a rec a reputation around the league, like that's that's got to be tough to kind of go into a situation so. like that. And if Jim Ursay can't go outside of that like pride thing, you know, almost that, yeah. that ego thing and, and make a, a, a better, more, more educated hire. That's going to be a really tough for position for whatever quarterback decides to come in. You know what I mean? And, and take on uh, um, uh, a, a brand new head coach possibly. Yeah. And you're going to have, you're going to have uh, the Colts. What they're going to have to do is Jeff Saturday is going to have to sell they're going to mm-hmm. have to get a really good OC and a really good quarterback coach and a really good staff put together if it's going to mm-hmm. work. Because, yeah. no, Jeff Saturday is the face of the franchise, but no, he's <laughs> not going to teach your young quarterback how to throw the football. He's mm-hmm. a center. Um, so, I mean, we've seen it before. Like, uh, D'Amico Ryans wasn't a quarterback, and yeah. he's going to go be with the Texans, and the Texans are going to yeah. draft their guy, probably C.J. Stroud. And then you have the the Bears at number one and the Cardinals at number three. Both of mm-hmm. those teams don't need a quarterback. They're going they're going to get uh, defensive tackles and edge rushers, and then the Colts pick Bryce Young. 
So mm-hmm. I do I do see Bryce Young being the next quarterback for uh, for the Colts, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be Jeff Saturday to do it. But is he going to be able to get a good staff to surround him? Because like if you're an assistant coach and you're trying to work your way up, you really want to get on Kyle Shanahan's staff, right? Mm-hmm. Look at look at the teams that get elevated from practice coach. Okay, training staff coach. Okay, now I'm a positional coach. Now I'm an offensive or defensive coordinator. Coordinator now I'm a head position. Coach. The teams that win get to do that. The teams yeah. that lose don't get to do that. So it's yeah. going to be hard to sell, but they're going to need to bring in a lot of talent, kind of like Deion Sanders is doing for uh, the Colorado uh, Buffaloes right yeah. now. If you see, he brought in uh, Mike Zimmer. <laughs> the You brought in all of these just like, it's like, how did he get all these people in there? But I don't know. You See, move them up. That's yeah. Dan Sanders. Dan yeah. Sanders can do that. Can Jeff yeah. Saturday? Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't. I, I don't yeah. think he, he can really. And, but and Bryce Young, they might want to coach Bryce Young. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the comments here. Ginger saying, I was surprised at how fast Frank Reich was picked up. He was picked up by the Panthers. The yeah. Panthers picked him up. I'm surprised at that too. Because I'm he. Not. Uh, I oh man, he made some pretty bad decisions. He's a in, really good coach, though. He will be he, successful. Okay, you think he'll be successful in Carolina? Yeah, I think he'll be wildly successful. I think the Colts made a mistake. I mean, especially to go off what we just talked about, you're going to go with Jeff Saturday over Frank, Frank Reich. You're you're high on pot news. Like no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, and uh, Ginger. He's like, Rick, your head coach used to be our defensive coordinator, and the Broncos were a bit worse than us this year. We all stunk. The Colts get the brunt of the shots, though. This is my inner fan speaking. You're right, and it sucks. It sucks. I get it. Like, we are taking mad shots at the Colts right now. Um, <laughs> and not but trying it's just, to. Yeah, no, and I, I think, and, you know, he asked a question here. Is do you, do you think it's an ownership issue? That's what I think might be the issue. That's what the issue's been for the Bears the last – few years you know what i mean like it has been all a long time where the mccaskies have been the issue for the bears where they can't move on they don't want to pay these guys they don't want a big name um coach team whatever that to me the colts right now are going through that same issue um but also i think the whole andrew luck thing was like oh shit it was like a quick, like, what are we doing? It was like a fire and everybody's running around with their heads chopped off, right? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's bring in um, Phillip Rivers. Let's bring in all these other quarterbacks to try to patch the quarterback problem up. And now we we fired Frank Reich. And now <clears throat> we brought in Jeff Saturday and he's making the second round of, of interviews. Uh, uh, our, 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 our star running back got hurt. Our line isn't as good as it used to be last year. Like all these things are, are, are huge, uh, uh, issues but i don't i just don't think i like you like you asked ginger i do think it's an ownership issue with with jim or say and 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 just whatever's going on with the colts right now but you're right you're right we we definitely need to take more shots at the bears which i mean if my twitter says it all so, so yeah. i mean yeah but uh, i mean do you think it's the ownership issue kyle yeah i was gonna say when uh when uh, Peyton, they asked him, hey, what's the most important thing that you're looking for in, in these locations that you're getting offered head coaching jobs? So all those teams, the Colts included, probably, he said, mm-hmm. ownership, quarterback. Those are the two things that I need. And um, and not I don't need them to be great. I need them to be fixable. 
So, you you know, that was what really important to Sean Payton. So you look at the Denver Broncos, right? This is a great example. They're mm-hmm. able to pull in Sean Payton. Payton going on Twitter was like, I was impressed, extremely impressed with Condoleezza Rice and the Denver Broncos ownership group and their professionalism. And that's ultimately why he decided to come to Denver. If you uh... want to... No, no. <laughs> come and on, he come he on. got paid seventeen to twenty million dollars. It's not that much to him. He would have got that anywhere. Like you don't need to have four eighty billion dollars to pay somebody seventeen mil a year. That's not even as much as Bill so. Belichick makes. I think so. Huh? Belichick makes more than that. Yeah, but he, he's he, he's, he, he, he's proven. Gets, Robert Kraft is rich too. I mean, I, I think if he went to uh, Carolina, Texans, or any of these <clears> other <throat> spots, they would have had to pay him 17 to $20 million a year. That was just kind of the standard I, for him. I think maybe the Waltons and the Denver Broncos were the only team that were able to pay him that much, that he commanded that much. Because I think he had a really good deal uh, as far as like, uh, uh, announcing games and being an analyst on Fox or wherever the fuck he was, like they they pay money. I mean, you you seeing what they're gonna pay Tom Brady? Fox yeah. is gonna pay Tom Brady for the next saying. decade. He, he could have so. made that much money, more money at Fox. Well, Amazon wanted yeah, him in yeah. the booth. Amazon wanted oh, to pay him to true. be in the booth. Like that's he true. he he's do he didn't he's not chasing money. And he actually used an example about this in this interview. He said. You can follow player people and players that chased money and became irrelevant. It's not about the money. And I really, I know that it's like, oh yeah, the Walton's money. I I really think he's being honest and he's saying like, I'm not going to go to Carolina for 20 million a year and disappear and not be on prime time and be forgotten about. I want to go somewhere. And then he talked about Denver uh, in the rich history of being a part of that, maybe get a statue next to Elway, Pat Bowen and Manning. Like it's a, a place that people want to go, but it starts with ownership. Like how are the Colts, if they, if they have an ownership problem, going to bring in anyone special like that? Like mm-hmm. you have to have your like wow factor. Like, man, that's what Pat Bowen had. And that's why we were always a good team because we had mm-hmm. Pat Bowen. If you look around the league, everybody that has serious ownership problems, the commanders, you got just dysfunction because it starts at the top and it all trickles down and it's yeah. all dysfunctional and it rarely ever works. Um, and I think if you are having a roster like the Colts have, where it seems like great O line, good, you know, top three running back in the league, defense, not not terrible, right? Not a terrible defense. Like we went into the offseason and we said the Colts, we picked the Colts to win the division. We said they're gonna win the division. Um, and you were pretty high in Matt Ryan. I was low on him because I said it reminded me of Joe Flacco oh, yeah. coming to Denver. But I still thought, despite Joe Flacco, the Colts were clearly the best team in the AFC South. So the fact that they put the, that performance on on the field, I, I do think it starts with the owners. And For I think sure. there's an ownership problem. For sure. And even Ginger says here, our, our owner is constantly popping pills and handing out hundred dollar bills. He's a mess. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there you go. It, it, it's, you know, we have the same, same, same thing here with, uh, with, uh, with ownership issues. Uh, so we agree Ginger with you as well. Oh, we got Steve in the chat, Steve. What's up, man? Cheers. What up, Welcome. Steve? Welcome back. 
He said, I'm 80% on Peyton. He got to the Super Bowl early in his career with Breeze, and they continue to come up short in the playoffs every year after. That's a good point with Sean Peyton. Yes, and that's what I would point to. The roster did eventually get kind of bad. But what I will say, too, is like, dude, it's a brand new uh, uh, environment. It's a brand new team. It's a brand new opportunity to re- kindle that success with another team you see it all the time look at what happened with the rams when when uh when um sean mcveigh got there right and yeah they got 49ers they got with uh 49ers jim, with him shanahan or or jim wait uh john no jim harbaugh yeah yeah yeah, yeah jim right. sorry john is uh ravens yeah but that franchise you, was in the dumps when yeah you see it all the time i mean and and to to a very very lesser extent i cannot exaggerate the very uh Nagy and Pace when they came in 2017 and 18 they were they were a really good fucking team you know minus the offense but they were a really good team uh in that year so you can do these things where you take a coach um <clears throat> put him in a new setting and all of a sudden it's, it's a success Andy Reid right in 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 Kansas City you know all these things so um Steve 80% on pain but he does make a good point with that with that stuff now Let's move on to our final segment. And, and you know, Kyle's kind of mentioning a couple of things here. We're calling it Groundhog Day. And yes! if you guys remember the Groundhog Day movie, it's just a guy who keeps reliving his day over and over and over. It's a great movie. So what we're going to do here with Groundhog Day is revisit, <laughs> revisit some predictions Kyle and I made uh as individuals <clears throat> and i've got a few that that we did together that we were either very wrong on or right on really just we either hit it on the head or we were so far out to lunch that you know we just were <laughs> morons so um how do we want to do this kyle what, 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 what did you want to start because i feel like you've got the most uh i got i got a couple so here i'll start with uh with this <laughs> He's going to fucking burn my ass. Watch. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to start off with one that we both agreed on. Mm -hmm. And it is the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Might make a run for second in the division. I think the Bucs have it. I hope they do. I want Baker to take the playoffs. Yeah, I want Baker to do well. And I think this is just well-wishing, kind of like with the Bears, with Baker. Uh, But I would really (laughs) like to see him get in the wild card and have the fucking Browns just completely miss the playoffs. I can just see it right now, though. (laughs) Like, it's a Sunday 1 o'clock game, and they're, like, down 10 to 24. And Baker's, like, on the sideline, like, looking at looking at his iPad and you just flip the TV off and go, yeah, the Panthers <laughs> looking. If you haven't seen it. Go on YouTube. Cause Kyle put that short up and it is hilarious. Yeah. There was a moment where they're down 26 to 10 in Baker staring at his iPad. <laughs> and it was a, definitely a game that you would have flipped the channel on. So we were right about Baker, but yep. we were honest about that one. We said, we want Baker to go to the, you said, you said it the best. You said, uh, I think it's like the bears thing. It's like wishful thinking. Um, yeah. And we wanted Baker to really rub it into the face. He didn't do it as a Panther. What we couldn't have predicted is that he would have had a moment <clears throat> later to do it with the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> and what a moment that was though. Right. Like Which that one? was like, <laughs> Which one? You know, when he beat the Broncos on Christmas by 50. 
or oh that's right no i I was i was referring more to the the uh thursday night football game the comeback uh where he's he practiced with the team maybe like for what practice and a half came into that game on thursday night and was able to march them down the field uh uh with a really great pass to who was it uh who's the receiver that caught it uh god i can't remember van joy van 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 jefferson jefferson that's who it was on the game-winning drive. So, yeah, I mean, look, look, and, and it's true. Kyle was right. We were just like, yeah, we're going to flip through and see the Panthers and Baker Mayfield just being sad, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm unfortunate on that one. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start off one with Kyle. Kyle said that was absolutely correct. Unfortunately, I don't have any, like, screen recordings of these um, just because I was kind of taking notes. But Kyle, and this was a two, two, a twofer pretty much that he got right. Not only did Kyle predict that the Pat, uh, the Patriots are going to come third in the division in the AFC East, but he also predicted their record. He said that the Patriots are going to go eight and nine. And this was two weeks before the start of the season. And the Patriots, what did that, what did the Patriots end up doing? They came third in the division and their record was eight and nine. So Let's give it up for Kyle. No, on that no, no. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm going to get some wrong ones on you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You. I got to give you your flowers now. So, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle you go ahead. Uh, um, okay, here we go. Let's see what this one is. <laughs> I got a title. Uh, like it's a Sunday 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah, wait, we did that one already. Losing yep. record. I, I like Daniel Jones' is over, his career is over. Well, yeah. if anybody could turn it around. The guy that turned Josh Allen into Josh Allen is now their head coach. Dable. Dable. So we'll see what he can do with, because you got to remember, they've had the worst offensive line in the NFL for like all of Daniel Jones. (laughs) Like it's hard to evaluate a quarterback when he doesn't have time to throw the ball. And didn't Patrick Mahomes have like a terrible offensive line for a while? I mean, it wasn't. We kind of go on the side tangent there, but there's us talking about Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. and talking about the potential that Dabble would have been able to turn around this guy, a guy that turned around Josh Allen's career. And I think he did, right? What did you say? Um, or do you still believe kind of what you said in the beginning? This is his last year as a starter. So, uh, oof. I, man, it, it's tough. Uh, what I would say is I think he has another year in New York. I think he has another year in New York as a starter. Did he turn it around? He had a really good season as like a pseudo quarterback, mostly rushing the ball, mostly running it, using his legs. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that's what really Justin Fields was all last year, right? Like, was he pretty decent at throwing the ball? Absolutely. He showed a lot of flashes, but I mean, he was getting a lot of shit done with his legs. And that's kind of what mattered. That's what made him really really uh introduced to the league and made him really uh made the bears games actually watchable um so daniel jones i think has earned himself another year as a starter in new york i don't know what his contract status is is after this uh season um but either way i think he's earned himself another starting job with the offensive line thing that is very very good point um and then dable was able to use his tools that 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 jones had and like you said, turned them or turned it around because what did the Giants do? The Giants ended up being a really a, a pretty good team, had a really good record. You know, yeah, yeah, they they stumbled in, in the middle of the season, but they were still able to make the playoffs and such. So, um, 
good prediction for Kyle on that one. And I didn't really believe it at the time either. Um, but I don't think it has uh, fully, I don't think he has fully become the franchise a quarterback. franchise quarterback. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but I think you hit it on the head with like, if anybody's going to do it, it's stable. And that's what Dable did this year. He, yeah, he, definitely, he did it. He, he definitely did a solid job. And then this, yeah. I feel like this year will be like, a, you know, as long as he's improving, then they're yeah. not going to turn away from him. Like why start all over? So, yeah. and um, I know we have uh, a couple, I think, do we have a couple, we have a couple of uh, fans of, Daniel Jones and at least on our page that I've noticed have been like pretty high on Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. So we'll see what he does next year, but yeah, sure. you're, you're right. He's got to earn it. Yeah, absolutely. Just real quick. Ginger saying this is an awesome segment. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this really is. Cause we, we just kind of give each other shit for things we've said. And Kyle, don't worry. <laughs> Kyle's got a couple in the chamber right now that he's going to put to my fucking noggin. No, uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I think, it, but I think it's fun though. Like it's, it's funny to kind of like go back. Cause I was listening to our entire division uh, um, predictions episode. And I was just like, God, we either sound really smart. Or we sound really dumb, you know, obviously, but yeah. this was prior to the entire season. So the next one I'll go with, and this is actually one on me that I did really well. So good for me. Nice. Um, Steelers is <laughs> Steelers one. You're correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had nine wins. So it's kind of like winning the division. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I predicted that the Chiefs would have 28 points. per. They ended the season 28.7 points per game throughout the entire regular season. So give it up for me. Give it up for me. This hurts. <laughs> this hurts. This hurts. And that was and that was when we had a discussion too about uh defenses and offenses. Cause you said that uh uh if a defense God you said something about a defense and an offense. You're like well who has the best offense? And I'm like yeah probably the yeah, Chiefs yeah, yeah. between the Broncos and you're like well who has the best defense? And I'm like well the Broncos will probably have the better defense. And you're like, but don't you think that a defense giving up the least amount of points is going to be the better overall team than an, than a team with a better offense? We could have been if we scored more than, you know, we're the worst team and, offensively. And that's what league. I mean, like, because there are seasons like this. And again, you know, it's, it's nothing that you can predict, but the Broncos demonstrated that perfectly is that you can give up very, very little points. And I think they gave up 16 uh i'm sorry they only gave up 21 points per game something like that super inflated from that 50 point christmas game but yeah that was like we were like number one and then that happened and it was like dropped to 21 it was like okay, yeah and then it and it dropped to number 12 overall but that's not to say and that's just one singular uh stat which is points per game that's not taking into consideration the entire defense but it, it it made a difference in that argument where it's like actually this can happen right where the defense is so good but the offense plays so poorly that it just like the the overall team isn't very good yeah. but I, I i predicted the chiefs for 28 points per game and yeah like, and you <laughs> predicted them to be the number one team in the afc west which came true um did i say afc west yeah or said- okay yeah afc west i think you meant afc sorry excuse me yeah you, because you were like <laughs> patrick mahomes is still patrick mahomes and you were you were right on about all that yeah, and now now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself one that that really uh, makes me look stupid is that I said the Chargers 
would be dead last in the AFC West this year. <laughs> oh, so that one was a bad pick. They were second. They made the wild card. Uh, uh, so race, if you're listening, I apologize. Uh, the, 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 uh, the chargers are good. Kyle, what right, you, you got fr- next? You froze for a second. Sorry. Oh, here we go. I was trying to get it ready. Let's go. They're not going to just lose yeah, every but one of these game. wins. They're going to lose. A few of these wins uh, are going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose to the Jets here. Here, hold on. And then, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I got. So. Oh, here it is. The Lions, absolutely. <laughs> right here. Sorry. Minnesota's got a good home field advantage. Yeah. It's right. Eagles I know what this one is. <laughs> uh, Bears week five at Chicago. You know, I'm sorry. They're in, in Minnesota. Mother effer. Sorry. Here it is. But their Sweet. schedule is, this is so not. This is, what this is Rick on the Bears. Closer to week one. The no, hope what has arrived. What do you want me to do? You want me to not be hopeful for the Bears? I of want course. you to be honest. I, I am honest. Dude, I, I looked at their <laughs> schedule yesterday or the, or the other day. It's pretty. So Rick had the Bears going, what was it? 11, 11 and, and 6. 11 and 6. <laughs> Give it up to Rick. <laughs> I was kind of right. He was like all offseason. It's like, it's a rebuilding year. As long as Justin Fields gets better, it's like, yeah, yeah. And then and then the day of, he comes on. He's like, yeah, I was talking to Jack, his buddy in Chicago. And he's like, Bears are going 11 and 6. Um, oh, my God. I, I tried to plead with him. I tried to figure out what happened. And then I re- I remembered that I do this every year. It was like yeah. there, I thought Drew Locke, he he finished one of the years that he took over and finished four and one. We got Melvin Gordon. There was all this hype, and I was like, we're gonna go to the you know playoffs. And what happened? Drew Locke's not the guy. I know what you went through, but it's too um, funny not to replay it. You're twelve. Absolutely. And- 12 and 6 prediction. What do you, what do you, 12 and 5, 11 and 6. What what do you think about it now? Is it funny? So it's hilarious, but to be, to to be fair, uh, the, 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 the commanders, that was a, that was a tough game. That was a tough Thursday night game. Oh, that was awful. Disgusting. It was a terrible game. The Bears could have won that several times, but they just suck. Also, they got rid of Roquan Smith, um, which was a huge part of the defense. Um, and other than that, they would have been a fucking offensive powerhouse probably in the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> I love you. I <laughs> other than that, if those two things didn't happen, we would be in the Super Bowl. No, um, <laughs> it's it's hilarious, dude. Uh, the Giants were good. Uh, uh, there a lot. Obviously, again, the rebuilding season thing was huge for the Bears. Yeah, and and the fact that like I, I said, eleven wins is just so funny. But but hey, you the, got your guy. We got our guy. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Here's um, uh, the one I was trying to. <clears throat> right here. Yeah. Hold on. So it's me <laughs> in the middle of a conversation with you talking about the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't think I did have that as a loss. 
So this is the Bears. He goes through all of the Bears games, and then <laughs> he like realizes as he's doing it, he's like, "Yeah, I got them losing too." But then after he's like, after the he <clears throat> loses to the Packers twice, they like win all of their games. You're like, "That's a win. That's a win. That's yep. a win. That's, That's a right. win." That's right. And, and then I... so, and then I have my comments on this division, right here. No, the Green Bay Packers are getting worse. Aaron Rodgers is no. gonna Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he is. You can't. Look, Kirk Cousins had a great year last year. Don't get me wrong. And he has Justin Jefferson, and you've got Dalvin Cook. Vikings are a rough bet, in my opinion. <laughs> they are a rough I'm bet. I'm not going to hold it against you. Like, oh, why not? Come on. Because, because oh, your body? Oh, I know okay. what it's like. <laughs> I know what it's like when you get close to the season and you're like, and we've done this. Vikings, number one in the NFC North, was the preseason yeah. prediction. Came true. Yep. And uh, I got that right. There was just, yeah, that was one that, that I nailed. And obviously, I think, I think you had what, what you were Packers number one and you weren't letting go of that because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Rightfully so, right? We've never seen Aaron Rodgers not finish number one. But that was definitely one that was uh, funny because we were still on the Bears thing. And then while you're on this Bears tangent, I tell yeah. you that I have the Vikings finishing number one. And yeah. I, felt, I felt like you were about to leave the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, how wrong I was for that one. Kirk Cousins had another stellar season. But <laughs> they also finished with a negative point differential is like a 13 and 4 team which is ridiculous still a rough bet because and and this is going to be funny because at the end of this episode we actually gave our super bowl predictions kyle had the vikings in the super bowl or the rams he said the rams or the vikings are going to the super bowl and i said the bills and the rams were going to the super bowl Nowhere near what any of us predicted. So we were both wrong on that Super Bowl. The Rams this... surprised a lot of people. And I think I think the um, mainstream media yeah. indoctrinated me because I heard it so many times yeah. that the Rams yeah. are going to the Super Bowl. It's hard to find originality. But <laughs> I did find some originality in, in this one. On Jalen Hurts, I don't know what it is yeah. about him, but I yeah. don't think they've got enough to beat the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's an idiot. Don't get me wrong; he's a yes, fucking he idiot. Is. And the Cowboys are going to cowboy I'll just take, like the I'll Chargers. Take Cowboys number two over Commanders. I, I'll meet you in the middle. But okay. There's no way in hell that the Eagles aren't winning this division. They, <laughs> they're know, it was close. They so it was close. Crazy. I don't know. Oh, I don't Jared, know. I, I don't can't. trust. We're the here. Eagles. I'm so happy we're here. I don't well, trust the Eagles. I've never trusted the Eagles. do it it. they made the playoffs last year and they got better so so before that real quick because it was so funny kyle the 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 commanders in second above the above the cowboys and i was like there's no fucking way and then that's when he said he changed it i was about to go in on him too on that (laughs) big and then he's like okay i'll meet you in the middle Commanders third, Broncos second, or uh, uh, Cowboys second. I was like, oh, thank God. But, yes, that one was fucking hilarious because I'm like, I don't think Jalen Hurts makes the next step. And then throughout the entire regular season, you and I are like, dude, MVP candidate. He <laughs> took the next step. He's a leader. <laughs> that That is the – out of everything that we did on the entire podcast, that is the one I'm most proud of. 
because <laughs> that was not like if the Rams were in the Super Bowl, right? We were all like Rams, or even if Buffalo made it, it would have been like, yeah. But yeah. I feel like that one was like that one in the Vikings one. And the coolest one, I I would say, is that <clears throat> you and I discussed the AFC, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, AFC North. And uh, <laughs> we we got into it a little bit about the Bengals. Yeah. Fluke. Was it real? Yeah. By the way, I predicted the Broncos to win the AFC West. So let's just put that out there. Okay. Um, and I'm not trying to make all these like, like you were wrong moments. I'm yeah, really yeah. not. But they're the ones that are the funnest to talk about. They are. They are. Um, but we talked about the Bengals. And I was like, oh, the Bengals are going to get better because – um, you know, people sleep on the Bengals because they were bad for all of our lifetime. And then we kind of, you start talking about, uh, what about the team? What about the Panthers? What happened the year after, yeah. after the Panthers made it? So you, you start bringing up some fluke examples, but, yeah. uh, they did lose Luke Keekley. This is one of those, you ever get mad at somebody and you're taking a shower and you're like, you know, all the comebacks you should have said. <laughs> yeah. That was me yeah. watching, listening to this podcast. I was like, <laughs> why didn't I mention Luke Keekley? Why same, didn't I mention? Same. <laughs> yeah. Same. So um the Bengals they were right but that wasn't that wasn't the uh cool part the cool part was that I predicted the wins and losses for all four teams mm -hmm. and the the most I was off was for two teams I was within two games and I nailed the uh the Cleveland Browns record to the T at yeah. seven wins so that yep. was like that was the the closest division I think of perfection yeah. For all of it, because uh, I yeah. didn't have the Giants making the playoffs and the Broncos, I was way off. And uh, no, the NFC North, I was pretty damn good on, too. I had the Bears yeah. finishing last <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. I even said Detroit's going to play Green Bay in a game late in the season. That's going to be gonna really matter. important. It's going to matter for that yeah. number two spot. And uh, and that happened. And the Vikings won the conference. So those are the, like the two big highlights. But yeah, the, the, the Broncos making the Super Bowl. Or going deep in the playoffs, that was that was very very bad of me. But what the, do you think about the AFC North? The AFC North was probably my boldest take. I will say. Oh, the Steelers! I forgot. Steelers was... laughed at him in the chat. He picked the Steelers <laughs> to, to win and the here's, division. Here's the thing: this season was absolutely insane. That any of our predictions could have absolutely happened. Because as you look back on this season, you're like, wow, this is actually crazy. Like all the things, like so many things went right. The Falcons were randomly good for a period there. The Bucks were nowhere near uh, NFC South champions at like week 12 or week 13. We were like, wow, the Bucks kind of suck here. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, the Steelers eventually went from Mitch to Kenny Pickett and were looking kind of decent and not only that, they looked like garbage towards the beginning of the season and still finished with a winning record under Mike Tomlin. So all these things culminating, the Rams not winning the, the, the West, the 49ers being the top team, the Seattle Seahawks being the number two in the West, uh, Cardinals being third and firing uh, Kingsbury, um, or Kingsbury at the end of the season. Like all this all this shit during the 2022 season was ridiculous. And the one thing I absolutely regret uh -oh. was Kyle said it. If the bears at week six are three and three, I will give you a blow job. They were two and four. They were Almost. two and four by week six. I could have gotten a blow job from Kyle. 
I, I, it, if they go three and three by week six, I will personally give you a blowjob. He said, and I, I hope it happens. <laughs> and they lost to the Washington Commanders week six in that garbage fucking Thursday night game. It reminds I'm me this close. <laughs> I would have just, I would have. I would have recorded it, put it on Pornhub for content. <laughs> we would have gotten so many viewers. Oh, you just smacking God. me. How many games did the Bears win? Three and three. It That's right, me, bitch. It reminds me of uh, Eight Crazy Nights when he has the jock trap in his mouth. He's like, why are you eating that? <laughs> <laughs> we would have been right here in my office, Kyle, in a full Bears uniform, sucking me off. Bro, that would have been the Can best the content. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, bitch. No, um, the, those were those were hilarious. We we also had the Colts winning the AFC South, which we just talked about. I had Matt Ryan's career being revived uh, with the Colts, so that was ridiculous. Um, you Not also the had the Vikings. You weren't by yourself with that take. No, I I, I think you disagreed. But you're like, eh, maybe, but you didn't necessarily say it with me. Um, yeah, so yeah no, I, I don't think a lot like of people would have disagreed. It, and yeah. That's what you mentioned, yeah. Yeah, and I would have agreed if it didn't already happen to me personally. Mm-hmm. Why did that rhyme? Um, <laughs> because when Joe Flacco came over from the Ravens, it was like everyone freaked out. <clears throat> and then when the Matt Ryan thing happened, I was like, this seems oddly familiar. Yeah. And yeah. I know how this story ends. And I haven't, I feel like that's the only player. The Matt Ryan was the only player <laughs> that honestly like resembled the Joe Flacco thing for me, but I wasn't like yeah. totally disagreeing with you. I was just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know, it seems man. rough. It seems rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that one we got wrong. Um, the Giants being last in the division, we got wrong. And then I had what else? What else? Steelers winning the North. Obviously, that was correct. Um, <laughs> you had you had the Vikings beating the Eagles in Week Two. That yes. was a blowout. That was I a did. blowout. You know what's weird is that I had the <clears throat> the the Eagles winning a lot again. It said fourteen games. And then I I I kind of contradicted myself because I was like, well, I think the the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Eagles week one. It's going to be a huge upset. And, and it was what really was it, forty eight, forty five, or something insane like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And then week two, I was like, well, I got stuck between my picks. You're like, yeah, you think the Vikings are good? I'm like, yeah, they'll beat the Eagles. And it's like, what am I doing? Because I have the Eagles being really good. So instead of just being like, hey, I got both these teams being good, but I don't know who's going to win. I was yeah, like, trying to yeah. be you know super confident and i screwed myself because i got stuck you know it was so tough dude because like so many things happened during the offseason the draft all that where we were just like damn these teams can be good but who's going to be the better team at the end of the day right so it was was a little difficult and the Um, nfc west was by far the the one where we all just yes like the rams were last the seahawks were supposed to be the worst team and they made the playoffs the mm-hmm. Niners with Brock Purdy. This is a snapshot of how the NFL is changing so much week to week. Like, yeah, you go into the offseason, you're like, look, there were some divisions where we were like, look, I don't know. Okay. The NFC West was not one of those. No, no. We were like, we know who the Cardinals are. They choked in the playoffs. They'll get it together. Uh, Klingsbury's going to, you know, hold them together. A total dumpster fire. 
And then yeah. we're like, Geno Smith. We're literally laughing. We're like, Geno Smith, yep. could you imagine having a quarterback competition with Drew Locke and Geno Smith? And they named Geno Smith the starter. It's almost like sending yep. out a memo to Seattle fans that we don't care what happens this year. <laughs> and Geno Smith is a candidate for comeback player of the year and makes it to the playoffs. And then Brock Purdy, a name that we didn't yeah. even utter the syllables of no, until no. late in the season, is the next Tom Brady, maybe? I mean, mm-hmm. it was just what a unpredictable sport that we love, you know? Yep. And, and I mean, I mean, the biggest one too was we both had the Rams in the Super Bowl, and yeah. the Rams sucked. That was probably the biggest one, biggest. Uh, uh, actually, no, you had the yeah, no, you had the Vikings or the Rams. So, yeah, we both had the Rams, I but we both, had, yeah, we and we both had the Bills, which that one wasn't as crazy because they did lose in the divisional round. So that one wasn't as crazy, but it's like some things you get right and some things you get completely wrong. So that's why we wanted to do this segment. We thought it was going to be so fun for you guys to hear our bullshit. And let me, uh, let me get to the comments here because there are some good ones. Um, Steve saying, uh, I think players from the Rams and Vikes are going to the Super Bowl. Pretty sure they got box room seating for it. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be in the booth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then and then Steve says, "Oh my God, absolutely crazy that his name is Kyle, and in South Park, Kyle makes a bet with Cartman that he'll give him a BJ. <laughs> he does. Uh, and we also got Bill in the chat. Bill, welcome. He's late, but what up, Bill? Uh, we were talking about your Giants. We were talking about your Giants and how we were very wrong about them in the preseason. Um, he also said, "I'm assuming the Sean Payton victory lap has already occurred. Oh, it did." It absolutely did. You should have seen Kyle. I've been back in this chair like five times. I'm oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle is already is already ready to to name everything. Sean Payton ready to give him a statue. Ready to do this. Ready to do that. <laughs> I um, did mention a statue. So he's That's ready to go. <laughs> um, but Bill definitely catch the uh, the beginning of this episode. The first twenty to twenty one or twenty two minutes was about Tom Brady retiring. So if you want, you know, you want to talk about if you want to hear that, definitely take a listen. And then we talk about uh, uh, Sean Payton. Um, but Kyle, any 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 other uh, Groundhog Day predictions that you want to get to before we get out of here? That's all I got. I'm just really excited. Ooh, let me ask you one more thing. I got to put the chives on top here. Oh, chives. Who is next year's Seattle Seahawks? Next year's Seattle Seahawks. That's a very, very good question. Let me um, let me let me looky loo here. You got it. You, you're thinking so, comeback player of the year, a team that there's like no expectations for. No and expectations they just like, for. They just kind of show up, and it's like, whoa, they're really good. Um. Hmm. So you're you're saying a team <clears throat> that one has no expectations, and two makes the like will make the playoffs in a sense. Yeah. Kind of like a team that is like the laughing stock of the league. And then it's like yeah. the jokes on us. Ooh. Hmm. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. I'm looking through all the teams right now. Um, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. I think the Colts, this is just this is just us in preseason i think the colts have a really good team and they are the quarterback away and i think they're going to make a trade to get themselves in the realm of either the bears or the cardinals who already have a quarterback um to try to get 
a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or even a uh, a Levis. I forget his his first name. Will Levis, one of these guys. I think they're going to make a move for quarterback, throw him out in the wild to start off the season and make the playoffs because they're going to have Jonathan Taylor back. Shaq Leonard's going to be back. Um, But it also depends on the coach. I, I God, that's the thing. That's the thing that's holding me back. I think it's the coach. If not the Colts though, can I pick another one or do you actually yeah. you go first with yours? And then if it's not mine, then I'll say mine, but go, I got the Colts for now. Go ahead. All right. So whoever it is, it has to be a team that is like seriously made fun of like the way we made fun of Seattle for okay. going with Gino. It's got to okay. be a quarterback that'll be a candidate for comeback player of the year. Okay. It's got to be a team that was predicted to be awful. Um, this is going to sound really Homer, but this is all sounding really familiar. The Broncos. <laughs> I think Russell Wilson wins comeback player of the year. The Broncos are a wild card. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew it, you son of a bitch. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew he was going to go this way, although I didn't really know until he was talking about it. <laughs> but they had so many expectations, though. They did. They did. But now they're the laughing stock of the league, and there will be none. Yeah, good point. Good point. Oh, that's right, because they have to be the laughing stock of the league this offseason or this past year going yeah. into next year. Yeah, I think the Colts definitely fall in that realm, especially with the fact that like Saturday the was the head pick. coach. I, I like the Colts. Bryce and Young I, will be their quarterback. Yeah, or I mean, I think they go with one of them. Absolutely, for sure. Um, the other one I had in mind was, and maybe it doesn't necessarily fit the criteria, but the no, Panthers. That fits I, the criteria. But they're not, I don't think they're, because they put up a really good effort in the South uh, towards the end of the season. And it really came down to a couple games and a couple of like scenarios for them. They fired um, their coach midseason. Like, no one's taking the Panthers true. seriously. Nobody's going to be like, watch out for the Panthers. So, like, yeah. I think it's a great pick. Like, if you yeah. – I if, I bet if you went to DraftKings and you looked at early odds to make the playoffs, the Panthers would be like – you'd you you you'd win good money on that if you thought yeah. the Panthers make the playoffs. So, you think the Packers – or the, the Panthers with Matt Rule – or uh, Matt Rule. Frank Reich. Frank Reich, thank you. I don't know where <gasps> that name even came from. Frank Reich. Well, he was the a coach of the Panthers. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. That's, that's fire, so yeah. weird that things are just in that there. That just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you think Frank Reich gets the job done in Carolina? I like that. I think it's yeah. a great pick. Yeah. And and as much as I didn't like what Frank Reich did uh, with the Colts early in the seat last year, which I think kind of led him to get fired, which a lot of us were like, Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan. Are you sure? Um I, I think, like you said, you know, and, and like Sean Payton with the Broncos, a lot of these coaches with new teams, fresh start, new team, they're picking quarterback, they're picking this, they're picking a, a coaching squad. I think that's a, I think that's a very real possibility. The Colts and the Panthers, I think, are going to be two teams next year that we laughed at this year and this entire offseason, depending on the draft. But going into next year, where we're going to be like, holy shit, where'd they come from? You know, like yeah. you said, the Seahawks. Um, the 49ers to an extent um, and even the Jaguars, the Jaguars were looked at pretty badly. Then they got Doug Peterson, but nobody, I don't think either of us expected you. I think you had the Jaguars last. And so did I, we both had the Jaguars dead last in the AFC South and look what Doug Peterson was able to do with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right. So I think the Panthers and the Colts, I'm going to go Colts over Panthers, but I think those two teams are very, very, um, 
I, I guess, capable of doing that next year. Yeah, and the uh, the the draft pick thing, the the Texans have eleven picks in the draft, so I'm not sure. I'm not wow. sure what what the what Bill what does Bill mean about do they have any picks? They not only do they have eleven, but they're going to be picking the quarterback oh, at yeah. number two that they want, and then next year they have nine picks and they have two first overalls. So I mean, they're in good shape in the draft. I I think they yeah they're in good and, shape. And I'll end it with this. I made that list of quarterbacks that are tier one. And and what did we say? We were like, look at that. There are more tier one quarterbacks than bad quarterbacks. Like there's a couple spots where you're like, Daniel Jones, is he the guy? There's a yeah. there's a couple spots like that. But mm-hmm. here's what I think. I think we're about to go into unprecedented territory in the NFL where in about five years, every team will be good. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be – I think we're getting closer and closer – but I think the margin of how many bad teams there are, I think it's going to get really small. And I think we're getting closer to an NFL league that no matter who you play, it's already said every, any given Sunday. It's already said yeah. any given Sunday. But I do think it's going to ring more true because you're going to have teams about 31 out of 32, maybe 30 out of 32 that are really good. So it's going to get really interesting, I think. That, that would be an NFL fans dream that would be our dream right there to just see great competitive football week in week out um <clears throat> let's get to a couple comments here before we skedaddle up out of here um steve said i think if not for pretty success we see brady in san francisco make a one or two year deal he wanted to play for his childhood team for sure hey possibility mm-hmm. again possibility um Bill said with Saturday at coach, meaning the, the Colts for next year. Yeah. Hey man, I, I, I hope we'll see. This is like, if you talk to ginger, he was like, what, what, what's up with all these shots at the Colts? Right? Like, it's just the, the, the thing was with, uh, with Saturday, like whether or not this is the higher that they go with, it, it's still kind of up in the air for me, but I think the Colts are a good candidate, uh, depending on the, on the head coach. And uh, Ginger's liking my pick. He's like, hell yeah, Rick. I hope you're right. <laughs> and uh, I hope yes. so too. I hope the Colts are great. I hope the Colts and the Giants are one of the most dangerous teams next year. Mm. And I hope the Bears do really great and finish second in the NFC North. And I hope the okay. Broncos make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> next year's Super Bowl right now, I'm going Cardinals, Jaguars. Wow. I'm just fucking no. <laughs> crown out day, bitches. Jags are like a sneaky. Yeah, they might be a pick. sneaky team. They might That's be a, a sneaky team. They might be Cleveland or Cincinnati year two next year. <laughs> hey, we'll see. We'll see. But all right. Thank you guys to everyone who joined us in the comments today. Ginger. We had Steve. We had Bill coming in late. Go and uh, definitely take a listen to earlier in the episode. We got Woody right there. Uh, doing his woody things looking like a <laughs> cute ass dog uh, but definitely go take a, a listen to earlier in the episode i'm going to post the episode with the thumbnail and everything um for sure for all you guys to kind of listen to uh if you want to follow me on twitter follow me at and now rick go follow me on twitter and i will uh i will make sure that everyone knows how bad the bears are doing and <laughs> You can follow the Star Six Media page at underscore Star Six Media on Twitter. Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at <laughs> FTBL and Only football podcast. 
to see all of my retweets and good old Twitter stuff. Speaking of Twitter stuff, Sean Payton changed his bio. His picture in the background is a Broncos helmet. And I mean, nowadays, is it official until Sean Payton changes his background? No, it's not official. It's not official. Oh, and I wanted to apologize because on this podcast, I said Mm -hmm. Vic Bangio is the new defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Well, anytime the NFL reports something, we just assume it's like extremely true. true. And it wasn't true. There's no way for us to know about it. I'm not apologizing Mm -hmm. for saying it. I'm apologizing that it was wrong. And we will see where he goes. That's something really cool to follow. But follow me on Twitter to get the Vic Bangio updates. For sure, for sure. And you can follow us to get other updates <clears throat> at Star Six Media and all the other uh, platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and Facebook. You can also listen to all of these podcast episodes on Apple, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the podcast platforms that you listen to podcasts. Go take a listen. Go rate us. Go share us. Subscribe to us. Like us. Hit the little bell to get those notifications when we get on live um and yeah go follow go also go and watch and listen to the other shows on here on star six media eafp jca sports which is live right now uh three up three down sports trip live and slot shot so after us go take a go take a listen to jca and uh uh you know go subscribe and share and rate and all that good stuff and we will see you guys later kyle any little chive to wrap it up (laughs) Nope, I'm about to go play some ice hockey with you. Can't wait. <laughs> I love it. We're also going to get an NASCAR pot up soon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right, Kyle. I will see you next time. See ya. See ya.